0: Hello and welcome to another episode of the Fundamentals Podcast. I am your host, Harley. Joining me on today's episode, the second episode in our Sitcom Summer Series, is Daisy Edwards. Daisy is a producer over at Jump Cut Studios and is the other half of the W-Rated Podcast. Daisy has jumped on board to discuss with me one of the most iconic sitcoms of the 90s, and that is, of course... Friends. This sitcom ran from 1994 to 2004 and showcased the lives of six friends living in New York, muddling through their 20s, navigating relationships, big life changes, and of course, a good old catch up at Central Perk. It's a show that really touched the hearts of many people when it came out and has had somewhat of a resurgence over recent years with it coming to Netflix and recently they had the reunion show where the cast all got back together and reminisced over the show's impact on their lives, some of their favourite moments and more. In the course of this discussion we do touch upon that and of course some of our personal favourite moments and characters, how the show has aged somewhat over the last 20 odd years and so much more. So without further ado, let's get into this conversation.
1: This is Friends with Daisy Edwards.
0: Hello, Daisy, and welcome to the Fundamentals Podcast.
2: Hello, thank you so much for having me.
0: Oh, pleasure's all mine. So you've agreed to jump on I love, very much like your co-host of W-rated Claire. You find mm-hmm. it very kindly joined me in this series. And your chosen sitcom is one that it's probably an all-timer, isn't it? And um God in the recent.
1: <laughs> Absolutely.
0: Like the recent months, it's obviously had a massive uh surge in in kind of I don't know, popularity or with the reunion. Mm-hmm. And that is, of course, Friends. Mm-hmm. So I just want to get straight into it. When did you mm-hmm. first see Friends and why did you choose to bring it to this particular series?
2: So I first watched Friends when I was probably far too young. Um, my dad's <laughs> obsessed with it. Um, I mean, okay. I don't know if he watched it from when it first started airing in, in, like, in the 90s. Um, but I know that it used to be on our TV constantly I know mm-hmm. that he had all of the VHS tapes which only managed to have four episodes per VHS oh, right. <laughs> so you can imagine that racked up quite a uh a big amount of storage space needed for those um yeah. so I think I must have like it must have always been on but I remember being probably about seven that I was really paying attention and sitting there and watching them with him um, and then i think at that point is i started to just be like i want to watch them so i'm going to put them on myself i think that's probably why i remember sort of that that age um, yeah. bearing in mind most of everything that was going on went straight over my head <laughs> <laughs> yeah. but i just thought that some of the more fillery jokes were funny um yeah. but yeah that's why i wanted to do it today because You know, whenever you think about, oh, what am I a fan of? Because, you know, obviously in our community, we love film and TV, like just generally speaking. Um, And I always go, oh, you know, I'm a fan of Star Wars. I'm a fan of Friends. And I go, is that a bit boring? I'm like, doesn't even matter because that's what I'm so, like I talk all day. There's not a day that goes by Mm -hmm. that I don't quote Friends about three times. (laughs) Um, I have built friendships on the foundation of love for Friends because it just... Mm -hmm. Is such a massive part of like my it's just like the biggest pop culture thing that i that I had growing up that i've just mm. watched over and over and over again, so it 's got such a big impact on me <clears throat> as a person and specifically my humor I guess as well um means a lot reminds me a lot of my dad, my dad lives in Australia so I could see him um, and okay. because so that's a really nice sort of like connection that I have as well so that's why I wanted to talk about it
0: that's brilliant i mean that's that's a nice personal connection and mm. And like you said, I think building friendships off pop culture, off humour in general, is quite a, mm. a human thing. It's very universal. Yeah. So, yeah. And you're right. And Friends is one of those shows that's just had such a huge impact. I mean, it's I'm just looking at it now. It's 235 episodes over 10 years. And like you said, it's on all the time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
2: It's, I do wonder sometimes when people say, oh, I've never watched it. I'm like how have you managed yeah. to avoid <laughs> yeah. not like even if you're just flicking through like even seeing it because you know people are quite mm. high and mighty about their dislike for friends sometimes and I'm mm. like come on you must have watched a scene mm. flicking yeah. through the tea because it's just on constantly it was on on channel four and it's on comedy central obviously when it went on Netflix that was like one mm. of their biggest boosts in sort of yeah. the amount of people that watched that um, so it does make me laugh when people say that. I'm like, mmm, I don't, you, you've really gone out of your way to avoid it.
0: <laughs> yeah, I totally agree. Yeah, I, I don't know anyone who's not seen at least an episode.
1: Mm. Um,
0: and as far as what you were saying, you know, uh, again, we're very anti-snobbery here on this show. It's like if you don't like something, yes. that's fine. But you don't have to build your entire personality around it. It's, it's OK. <laughs> yeah, it's OK. It's okay. yeah. I
2: will build my entire personality off the fact that I do like it, though.
0: <laughs> and that's totally fine. And it's, yeah, it's, it's a fascinating show because I'll, I'll admit, I, it's not one that I have a deep love for, but I've definitely seen a fair mm. amount of it because, same as yourself, really, just grew up seeing it on telly all the time. And
2: mm-hmm.
0: the yeah, you must mention those VHSs. I'm having like flashbacks of seeing those at. at people's homes and like mm. you said they were massive collections like season one yeah. would probably just be like a meter long
2: <laughs> yeah it's crazy really like um how we're still <clears throat> talking about it now obviously with mm. the reunion coming out uh the week of when we're recording this and mm. how it's still so uh integral to the zeitgeist of what's happening right now the, the show finished 17 years ago and we're still talking about it as if it's airing Um, Mm. and I think that is really clear when you think about the different mediums it's had to go through the fact that Mm. it was on VHS and then my dad upgraded to the DVDs which still I mean four episodes (laughs) on one side of the disc and four on it it still took up about that you know like a good good two feet on the the DVD shelf and now I'm like how do I not have them on Blu-ray but then I'm like well they're on Netflix Uh, so but I do think that I would get them on Blu-ray because it's like Having a physical collection, I think, is really important um, because, you know, then it's yours. Mm. Um, But, yeah, it just makes me laugh because it's like, well, whatever happens next, you can guarantee that Friends is going to be available on it because people are not going (laughs) to... People are always going to want to have that uh, there to watch, so...
0: Yeah, and it's and pretty much like all of the kind of sitcoms that I've already covered, there's always benefit in repeat viewing, isn't there?
2: Mm, Absolutely. Um, For me, it's a comfort... I know that with other things i like to watch them back to notice different things Mm -hmm. and i probably did at some point um yeah when i hadn't seen them that many times but now i'm like (laughs) it's like listening to music you just know it off by heart and all of the quotes (laughs) and it's definitely a comfort thing but it's funny because i sit there and i talk to people who love it as well and we both like um for example my best friend who i live with we she's just watched it all the way through again and i was like Nice. I just don't understand how people don't find this funny. I can watch mm. it. how I don't know how many times I've watched it all the way through. It's got to be in, like, the 20, like, figures. <laughs> and I'm still laughing at the same jokes. Like, that's how yeah. good they are to me. So it's definitely doing something right.
0: <laughs> Absolutely. And I wonder, do you think that's part of why it's been so popular over the years? Is it sort of, you kind of said it yourself, like, it's quite comforting to go back to
2: mm. I think because of the time it came out the people that were watching it at the time it came out grew up with it Mm. and because of like where that age group are now um, I do think it's very much like a comfort thing like if you think about okay so what what we think probably like younger millennials even older millennials to be fair they were probably Mm. more teenagers or in their early 20s they probably definitely related to the show more. (laughs) than than Mm. I did when I was seven (laughs) um (laughs) (laughs) but you know if if it's that big a deal in pop culture and the zeitgeist at the time and part of your personal like childhood and stuff I think it's definitely going to be something that's going to stick with you especially when I feel like we're part of the generation that does go back to those things a little bit more um probably because we can you know yeah, you know, even true. in the '80s, like you had to, you had to wait for that specific film to be at the video store to go and rent, and you know, not every, a lot of people couldn't afford to buy them and things. So hmm. we have it at our fingertips a lot more than perhaps previous generations have. So maybe we, maybe we take that in our and fully embrace it, and they're like, "Yeah, I'm just gonna watch the crap out of this show now <laughs> until it gets sold." But yeah, I mean, some of them do, but Friends doesn't for me. So
0: yeah no that's that's great and um as you said it's becoming more and more readily available and and what you said earlier i I remember that when it was announced on netflix it was Mm. definitely a big surge of people it's one of those shows there's quite a few on there that are just like staples now Mm -hmm. and you couldn't imagine this the service without it because like you said Mm. so many people will stream and watch it um so i'm kind of curious and it's sort of focusing a bit more on the show itself Mm. i want to know straight away do you have a favorite character
2: yeah absolutely. Yeah. It's Chandler
0: okay, all right. so I feel like this is very telling about someone's personality when yeah,
2: I think so, and yeah. uh, it's funny because I wouldn't usually say the person, you know there's two different questions there's well, who's your favorite character and who are you most like? and ah, I don't okay. know if it, i hmm. and I don't know if it's narcissistic of me to be like Chandler is both <laughs> 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 but I think I probably I think obviously growing up and then watching it. I know I've now got a favourite character, but I think growing up is very influential as well. Mm-hmm. So, like a lot of my humour and the way that I think and the quips that I make to my friends are very inspired by him. <laughs> okay. um, so, he's definitely my favourite. And I think that I think it's because of the consistency throughout the whole thing. Because I have to say, I have to do an honourable mention to the latter half of the series um, mm-hmm. with Ross. Because when he seems to go off the rails a little bit uh, Mm -hmm. towards maybe like season seven or eight, there is some absolute comedy gold there. But I I don't necessarily feel that way from at the beginning. Whereas I think all the way through Mm -hmm. Chandler's humour and just I relate to him in a lot of other ways, like characteristic wise. Mm -hmm. So I just, yeah, he'll always be my favourite, I think.
1: You did my first suit when I was 15. No way. 16 no excuse me 15 all right when was 1990 okay you have to stop the q-tip when there's resistance
0: i think yeah it seems to be a very popular one i must admit i always quite liked um chat uh, matthew perry's performances like because mm. it was very dry and and witty and like you said he was Mm -hmm. he was the guy that got all the quips and all the kind of sarky humor in which is the kind of stuff i I grew up with so yeah (laughs) exactly And it
2: must have gone over my head as a kid and i think that's maybe why i've come to like like him a bit more now because as i've got older and started realizing what he's talking about because i think they the the jokes that he was doing were definitely not ones that i understood as a kid but as i've got older i've gone Mm. oh right okay (laughs) i think even to a point where there was one relatively recently where I've listened to it again and I've gone oh because it's like a lot sometimes it'll be stuff that's related to America that you just as as an English kid you'd have no idea but I think Mm. obviously like now we're a bit more attuned to having all this information at your fingertips you just I've got older and I'm like oh right that's what he's talking about is it (laughs) okay cool I get it now
0: (laughs) nice yeah absolutely and it's it's one of those funny shows that has kind of travelled well overseas. It mm. seems like you said there's like a huge, huge following for it over here in the UK, and,
1: mm-hmm. and yeah,
0: characters like that are probably a good reason why. And I want to know, leading on from him, what do you think of his kind of relationship with with Monica then? Because I felt like that was quite a an interesting twist in the show. It
2: was. And it I heard was, it
0: shocked yeah. a lot of people at the time.
1: I'm I'm getting married today!
2: Yeah, you (laughs) are! You think you know I was here? Yeah, apparently people absolutely loved it. So, um, Mm. I've read or or seen that it was meant to not be... or they weren't thinking about it being an actual long-term relationship.
1: Right. Um,
2: But people loved it so much that they were like, we've got to do something with this. Which is mm. interesting to know that now, considering I was never a massive advocate for Chandra and Monica. Mm. Purely just, and it always happens be- when I watch it, because I really like Chandra and Kathy together, which is the, the girl that Joey went out with, who is the actress. And uh, he was yeah. like in love with her yeah. when they were going out together. And I think I just really like that storyline because it's like seeing Chandra in a way that you haven't seen him before. um and then they end up getting together and it yeah it crashes and burns very quickly Mm. and at the time I think Monica is with Richard and so that they both just make sense to me Mm. and then when they get together I'm like oh but I liked it but you know it works so well and the way that they did it considering they weren't planning to do it long term I think works so well and in the end you're like "No, no no this is this is good and also it's like when you think back to episodes like when they when they go to the beach house and like Chana's like oh would you would you never go out with me and he like kind of mm. pesters, pesters her about a little bit about like why he doesn't see why she doesn't see like boyfriend material in him or whatever and mm. i don't know whether they would have been thinking at that point whether they were going to try mm. anything but you know what that's kind of the beauty of it is that if that was real life they wouldn't have known so it's less contrived it's more of a rolling thing of what would actually happen with these six group of a uh, group of six 20 something year olds you know there might be a yeah. little wheel they won't lay and then they do end up getting together and it's kind of nice that they didn't plan it out completely because it kind mm. of seems like a bit more real life how that would just eventually happen
0: yeah I'd never thought of it like that but I suppose you're right it does make sense for them and they're quite a sort of odd pairing in a way and mm. because they've obviously known each other in this this kind of group for a while it means there can be a lot of fun kind of banter and i guess the chemistry is kind of already there so you haven't got to worry mm. too much about it
2: exactly it's yeah i think i agree with you in that they are not one of these on-screen couples where you instantly are like right these two have to get together like you know with the u.s mm. officer you're like right pam and jim oh my god please <laughs> just hurry up and get to, you know it's just like that constant and i guess people felt that about ross and rachel right but mm. with them too it wasn't ever like that and i'm like well that's kind of more like real life. You don't necessarily have these people that are constantly, like, like if your friend's like, oh, well, you two just get together. It doesn't really happen. <laughs> so it's yeah. quite nice to have a different, like, yes, you've got the TV, will they, won't they, classic trope. But yeah. then you've also got this, this, these two characters that you didn't think they were going to get together. They, you know, in character world, they diff- definitely didn't. And, uh, mm. you know, what it ended up being was actually just a really nice classic, friends first realize that mm. they're in love with each other kind of over time it was just yeah it's just a nice story I think and it's interesting I think as well when they did the proposal and everything about uh Richard coming back in and it being a bit like what's she gonna do I thought that was smart because otherwise it would have just been quite smooth sailing I think after they got yeah. together
0: I know I think everyone was wondering can she resist Tom Selleck and that mustache yeah. you know
2: <laughs> <laughs> she's only human <laughs> exactly
0: <laughs> but yeah it's it's an interesting pairing and I, and I quite like monica as a character as well With mm. um courtney cox i think brings a kind of vulnerable but sort of manic energy to that character oh,
2: yeah. absolutely that is,
0: is is quite funny and i it's i was talking the other day with somebody about um a sitcom uh obviously and we're talking about um odd pairings and and that, like you said that is a trope in these Mm. shows like you'll have the will they won't they main couple and then you'll have in the background like this other sort of odd couple yeah but they work and i think it's quite sweet because then you see people drawn to each other because of things that i guess they see in the other person exactly they they
2: complement each other very well i think because they are so different you opened
1: all the presents without me i thought we were supposed to do that together you kissed another woman
2: (laughs) call it even um and there was just there's just nice sort of like you know when they do the flashback stuff but it's yeah before the episodes that you would have seen actually previously and there's like Mm -hmm. a bit in there about like when he's comforting her you just see like like their own like another bit that you go oh if i'd have seen that before then maybe i might have thought something would happen and obviously it's done retrospectively but i think they did that quite well to kind of just flesh out their relate their personal relationship with each other a little bit more uh, but that's mm. what's so great about the show, right? Like they—they're they're all lead characters in their own right. Yeah. There's not like the main people and then, then like the secondary characters. They all hold their own storylines, and they all have mm. their own relationships as pairs within the group. And I love that. There's so there's like a, like a massive number of diff, infinite pairings between them. Doing and you know when you group those two together, what sort of like story it's going to be. Yeah. Um, so that's quite good. I like that.
1: No,
0: it is, it is. It makes it kind of more interesting to view each episode. Bit of a
2: variety. And,
0: yes, to each absolutely. And, um, I, what since we already kind of brushed up against it, I want to know what do you think of the uh, the Ross and Rachel story? Because obviously it's <clears throat> it's now kind of like like you said, a Jim and Pam. Like we we throw these names around like they're the most common yeah. examples. You know, and 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 again, sitcoms tend to draw on real life in some way or another and so naturally they we get invested in these emotional relationships so yeah what do you Mm -hmm. think of probably the biggest one in the 90s then
2: i you know if i'm thinking about it right at the beginning the will they won't lay i think that's just one of the best versions of that trope to be honest i mean i don't really know how when it when it all started it must have been quite early on in television um that sort of thing um but mm. I just think that the way that they did it from a sense of, you know, he liked her, he's always liked her. He it, it made sense character-wise why they couldn't. It wasn't mm. just like these silly little contrivances that meant, oh, they've, you know, like sliding doors, this kind of thing. It felt like real life and the sort of thing that would happen in real life. Um, I really liked the fact that it then swapped over and she liked him, but he was oblivious. I was like, that's mm. just... I just think it's really smart and they've got a lot of mileage from that without it feeling like they were dragging it out and I think they did the right thing getting them together so early because I think if they'd have dragged it out even longer then it would have been quite there's always mm. that there's always that thing though you have to you you can write a all oh, they won't they relationship well, but do but then writing the relationship when they're together it has to be just as good because otherwise it's like oh well, that was really anticlimactic. Um, And I think they did that well. And I think it made sense for them to have problems. And then it Mm. kind of ended. um, And then they carried on because, yeah, it just would have I feel like it would have been too nicely tied in a bow so early Mm. on. And I'm sure many people were like, oh, but you know, it's just nice then to have a happy ending, blah, blah, blah. But they did get it in the end. And I think they probably always knew they wanted to do that. So they weren't Mm. too worried about them being apart for like the later seasons or whatever. And obviously they had the baby together and everything. So I think they were smart with how they, I think the writers and the producers of that show are really smart at not overstaying their welcome in certain scenarios and also managing to keep keep that consistency for all of those episodes you know i don't really feel like it ever had a dip you know when Mm. you talk about a lot of sitcoms you're like oh yeah you know but it like i love community but i know (laughs) as well as anyone else that that show went off of a cliff uh when people (laughs) started leaving so i'm just very grateful that no one left no one major left friends Mm. and they all put in just as much love and passion at the end as they did the beginning and it was like the perfect amount of time and I think that's why I agree with the cast when they're like I wouldn't do a re- like an actual scripted revisit yeah, I just yeah um, they said on the reunion the other day you know it would mean that you'd have to create conflict when actually it's the right. kind of show that people wanted pe- them to have a happy ending and then it just gets moved on from so I think I agree with that
0: yeah um and firstly i want to say thank you for a bit of sizzle on the f- a future episode that is community <laughs> oh, <yeah. laughs> I at time of recording i've just booked it in but i agree Amazing. I'm, I'm rewatching it at the minute um but yeah it, it's true like we've talked about a couple of series already and yeah the, the ending of a sitcom is very tricky and mm. it's something that people get very really invested in and you're mm-hmm. right it's it's so true when you think of big shows where people start to leave some of the main cast leave that's usually when you think eh, <laughs> things start to go a bit shaky mm. um but yeah you're right thankfully the, the core six for this did stick around um mm. and yeah the ending the ending was just what it needed to be everyone yeah. was moving on and and that kind of the whole will they won't they, with Ross and rachel was finally resolved
1: mm-hmm. and it
0: was you know i remember watching that and thinking like yeah that's a good way to end this show. Mm -hmm. Like everyone's little arc is neatly tied up. And yeah, the idea of them coming back, you know, now nearly 20 years later and doing another one would just be a bit, uh, why? (laughs) Yeah.
2: You know, there's so many people who want to see it. And do you know what? I'd be first in line to see it because I'd just be curious, Mm -hmm. but we don't need it. We really don't. Um, and in terms of the ending as well, is that I obviously said that everyone gets like a happy ending but it's very ambivalent because you don't actually know what you know that China and Monica move and have the twins but yeah you you know you don't see any of that a lot of I feel like a lot of shows maybe not sitcoms but a lot of shows what they Mm. do is do like a bit of an epilogue yes and they'll finish it but then they'll be like oh so and so months later and it's like no I don't I don't need to see that I don't need to know know that (laughs) unless you're gonna give me a show about that I don't wanna know like I don't know I find them a bit like stop starty like it's just like finish or don't um yeah but yes yeah, so obviously Rachel gets off the plane but they don't say oh we're getting married you know and then Phoebe's mm. married to Mike and they sort of say about having a baby and stuff but it's very left mm. up in the air and I think that's mm. good because it means it's smart from the writers because it means whoever's watching it imagines what they want to imagine yeah. what happens afterwards so
0: yeah, and unfortunately, Joey got a spin-off, but, you know, it happens. Yeah,
2: well, we don't um. talk about that.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I, I kind of—I feel like spin-off? I had to bring it up. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I know. <laughs> I do,
2: I am actually curious to uh, to watch that. i definitely caught an episode or two. Um, mm. Yeah, you're not missing yeah, much. I mean, it, it didn't, I i just could tell watching it, I was like, this is not, where. where is, no, it's not here, the spark, no. the magic, it's not here. Um, but yeah, no, no, exactly. I'm quite curious to, to watch it properly and see what to
0: make of it all i'll say is fair play if you do it because it was on i used to try and watch a couple of episodes and then yeah just couldn't get through it because because mm. right the chemistry is with these six guys
1: mm-hmm. when you get
0: them in a room it's perfect um and the character of Joey's an interesting one i think because obviously i want to get your thoughts on it i feel like he's the guy i can't remember the name of it in literature but there's the name of a, a character that you are right, who basically bounces around the edges and kind of does whatever he wants and the the core story will be driven by you know one or two more people in this case it's like you said the two stable relationships really in the series i'd
2: say phoebe's probably like that as well yeah exactly Um...
0: phoebe's the female version of that so those two kind of just weave in and out and do their own thing but they don't really drive the central story Mm -hmm. so to take them away and like let's give them their own show it's like yeah that's not how their character is written. That's not how they work. Mm-hmm. They need they need to be on the fringes of what's going on, not the centre.
2: Because you're not gonna get the best out of what we know of that character in that way. Exactly. Yeah, that makes sense. But then that also makes sense why they probably tried to do it, because I guess I don't know, you know, the spin-offs always come from well like uh Call Saw, for example.
0: Mm. They haven't That done is a the spin-off. exception to the rule. Yeah, they <laughs> haven't done a spin-off
2: of Jesse, I mean, I, I don't, I haven't seen the film. I I know that he mm. like, was the main character in that, but like mm-hmm. they choose someone on the sidelines that makes a mm. big impact to do their own thing. I haven't seen Better Call Saul. I'm doing <sighs> a Breaking Bad rewatch at the moment. I'm going to be straight on it okay. um, because I've heard amazing things. But yeah, I think it's very difficult to do a spin-off. spinoff. Um, mm-hmm you have to have the right ingredients for it to work and you have to be aware of what you're doing isn't to recreate what you've done before. And I think from the sounds of what, Mm. what Breaking Bad and Betts Cool Saw are, it's taking the essence of what made that character great in that setting and Mm. changing up the formula so that it works for him. Um, Whereas as you say, something like Joey, it just turned into, it reminded me a bit of Two and a Half Men actually.
1: Yeah, And I don't yeah. know if it's
2: because they were set in the same place, because I think they're both set mm. in LA. But it was mm. very much like a, oh, okay, it's one of those uh, multi-cam sitcoms, which yeah. are fine, and there's funny yeah. stuff in mm-hmm. them, but I've never felt a massive connection to. So, yeah. yeah. it didn't and stick with that it's... one, I'm afraid.
0: <laughs> no, it's fair enough. And again, the hype around, obviously, something like that, considering this show was one of the biggest sitcoms of all time.
2: Mm-hmm. you're
0: kind of setting yourself up to fail. Um, oh my God, yeah. Yeah. But again, I, I, I quite like his character within the show. I mean, I don't know about you. What did you, what did you think of, of Jerry and, and and Phoebe as well? Because like you said, they're kind of two sides of the same coin in a weird way. Yeah.
2: Yeah. And when you put them together, I think you have some amazing comedy, yeah. to be honest. Um, because they both have, like you say, they both have that slight outsider um, sort of role to themselves but Mm. especially towards the later seasons Joey very much plays is is very dumb Phoebe is very smart (laughs) but they both (laughs) like Joey says wise things and Phoebe says the most crazy so it's an interesting Mm. mix of both of them and when they play off each other it's great for example when she's trying to teach him guitar or when she's trying to teach him how to speak French yeah, Yeah. just iconic
1: your first line is
2: my name is Claude so just repeat after me (laughs) Je m'appelle
1: Claude. You're the coupe <laughs>
2: um, I love both of those characters and I think they work so well because they they go there's a scene as you say it's driven by the other four or, or whatever and then they just come in and just create this extra bit mm. that elevates it so much more um, yeah. and I just think they're, ve- they're very sweet and endearing characters as well like those mm. are the two where you're like I want the best for them I feel because um, yeah. I feel like the other four they get themselves into situations that you know, you're know you like well you did that it was interesting actually talking about like Rachel for example um, mm-hmm. I watched the reunion the other day they were talking about how unlikable Rachel is as a character um, okay. realistically when you read her um, right. in the script but the way that Jennifer Aniston plays her is in a mm-hmm. very likable way and loads as, you, as I'm sure you're aware A lot of people think Ross is a horrible person (laughs) if he was (laughs) real life. Um, And Monica can be pretty neurotic. Chandler can, Mm. Chandler's humour can be pretty grating. But these Mm. two are just super wholesome, I feel. And uh, are just super sweet and innocent and lovely and very naive on Joey's part. Like, it's just, it's just a nice, nice sort of uh, different layer to, to like, the ensemble I think I'm re- I am a big fan of both of those characters
0: absolutely and uh, my favorite recurring joke for a, I think it might be the earlier seasons when Joey's on that that show I can't remember what it's called a doctor show it's like days of our lives oh days of our
2: lives yeah. yeah
0: it's and it's just like the most ridiculous dramatic tv yeah. show and then there's like the bit where he has to die on screen and he's like, just even in, even in the show, he's hesitant to yeah. <laughs> he's the the <laughs> get in the, in the elevator with me, No, Yeah, it's great. Well,
2: okay. well then, uh, yeah, I guess
1: that's me. Anyone else need to go in the elevator? Dr Wong? <laughs> Dr Wong? No, no. He only said you. <laughs> Oh, okay. All right.
2: I love you, Drake.
1: Yeah, whatever. (laughs) Drake, look out! Drake! Ah!
2: Did they just kill off Joey? No! (laughs) Now, maybe. Yeah, I feel like when I rewatch... When I rewatch the show, I tend to look out for Joey and Phoebe a bit more. Cause like you say, mm. they're not necessarily the ones driving it forward, but they are the ones that I think have just great character, mm. uh, little, little moments rather than thinking about this massive character arc. I don't really feel like they change really. Not in really, no seasons, but um, mm. I think that's just because they are who they are. And like, yeah. especially Phoebe, she doesn't need to change. She gets a family um which is obviously lovely and joey ends up being a kind of successful actor but they don't mm. fundamentally change his characters which i think is interesting because most yeah. stuff you know they are not the same person when they start yeah. so
0: and i think a part of me just watching it when i was younger was like i wonder if they'll get together because like well they paired yeah. these guys up and they've paired these yeah. guys up so a part of you thinks would it work but actually it's, it's a I'm kind of glad they didn't because no, they just work really well as friends.
2: I, I really don't think that that would have worked. And I know they have made a few jokes about it in episodes yeah. and you can just tell how much they love each other as friends, that there isn't anything, yeah. anything there, but you know, like in, in the wrong hands, that definitely would have happened, wouldn't it? If there was like a changing yeah. writing team, someone would have tried that. <laughs> mm. Someone would have yeah. tried it.
0: You could, yeah, you could say, why don't we put these two together?
2: yeah sort of in
0: a whole season it have been like oh no well
2: a lot of people say that about the joey and rachel thing right not a lot of people yeah that was about that
0: it was more awkward i remember that it right. didn't really go anywhere from what i remember
2: no it didn't um, there was i think the i think the time which i think was nearly a season actually that joey mm. liked rachel without her knowing was really yeah. sweet and interesting um yeah but it was one of those things, do you know what? I can't even remember how they end up getting together in the end. Mm. I think it worked well comedy-wise to play off of Ross.
1: <laughs> yeah,
2: um, yeah. And I thought it was sweet um, that when they were de- dating and stuff. But I think they made the right decision to make it not go anywhere long-term.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Um, it just, I mean, like you said, the whole thread of the show was... The will they, won't they, between Rachel and Ross. And if, you, mm-hmm. if you'd have broken that up permanently, I think they would have just alienated the entire fan base. Yeah.
2: Well, I guess <laughs> it's won't would... they.
0: <laughs> no, it's, yeah, exactly. <laughs> nope, switching this off. Yeah,
2: there's no question left anymore. What am I watching this for?
0: <laughs> no, exactly. You know, and Phoebe does all right. She gets with Paul Rudd in the end.
2: Exactly. Who's the real so, winner here, Phoebe? Yeah. <laughs> uh, they're a great couple. I love. I love them. Obviously, there's quite a few... Uh, we see all of the friends have different <clears throat> different partners throughout the thing and i've always I always loved Phoebe's sort of dating escapades because she's yeah. a real inspiration for women right she's so independent she knows exactly what she wants she's completely utterly like one hundred percent herself, so it was really nice growing up with a role model like that as a character i think for mm. as a woman like and it's so okay. nice that she eventually found someone that just like got her and yeah was able to like because obviously a lot of her thing is about not having family so that was a really nice way to end that I think that she got married to Mike and and it was fun having David come back because obviously he was a great match for her right at the beginning so I really Mm. liked that you know Hank Azaria got to come back and I think that's just testament to like how good the show is that no one ever felt like if they were on at the beginning that they were above it then like it was always something that they wanted to I'm sure that they would rush back to like look at all the amount of like the guest stars like everyone was like proper itching to get on that show when it was huge so they'd get loads of exposure but still I think people just loved it and they wanted to wanted to be on there and experience it as well.
0: Mm, Absolutely and yeah it's it's true I'm just kind of having a quick look now through the uh through some of the um the cast the sort of recurring
2: Mm. Cast.
0: I mean, like Elliot Gould is as the oh, um, brilliant,
2: so as good as Ross and
0: Rachel's dad. I mean, that's a great yeah. get, great uh, straight away. Maggie Wheeler as Janice. Everybody knows that laugh.
2: <laughs> and I just realised she's it. only in it
0: for eight, she's only in it for eighteen episodes. I was like, that's no, crazy. surely. she yeah, she's
2: made such a mark with that laugh, yes, but no, I loved mm. how she was reoccurring because it's just like when you find when you think that Chana has got rid of her, <laughs> she comes back, <laughs> even in like the 10th yeah. episode when she's like 10th season when she's she turns up at the the house viewing that they're at, <laughs> which isn't even in the city, and she's like, Oh, mm. we're buying you next, so like, and in the bloody um. When they're waiting, when uh, Rachel's waiting to have Emma and they're in the the waiting room. Yeah, yeah, it's just, I I think it was really clever the way they always made her pop up because I'm sure that happens in New York. Like, you're always going to run into people that you don't want to (laughs) see.
1: What a small world. And yet I never run into Beyonce. (laughs)
0: Yeah, I'd imagine. Um, And it, it felt, as a show, it felt kind of, it felt lived in. I think the sets were were excellent, you know, really Mm -hmm. well designed. There was a thing going around here in the UK um, where they were taking, I don't know if it was the set or like replica sets, just Mm -hmm. around. They were doing like a fair and people could just go and walk on the sets. Is it Friends Fest? Yeah, something like that. Yeah, I I haven't been,
2: but it's such a good idea. Yeah, I don't really Mm. know. So I went to um, LA a couple of years ago and went on the Warner Brothers uh, tour. And I'm pretty sure that they've got most of the original coffee shop uh central perk stuff there um yeah. but yeah i mean at this point i think because of things like that there must be quite a lot of replicas and even on the reunion they went back and they would got all the sets built again and they were like well that's not the, the that's not the foosball table because we actually destroyed that that's not that <laughs> because we stole that you know but the yeah, production design yeah. is is amazing like there's just as you say it's really lived in there's so much personality there like when you look at all the little details in monica's apartment for example it's like number one that apartment is huge yeah. and number two it's just like all of these like it's just like the french poster and it's just very like mm. you know that's that it's, it's just not generic it's completely opposite of generic but you end up really associating what that looks like because it didn't really mm. ever change um which is it's just nice because it didn't need to like that was her stuff and. People moved in and out, and it changed slightly, but that would always be what we would associate with, with that set. So,
0: yeah, yeah. And, and it, again, I think it adds to maybe the comforting part mm. of it. Like you said, that it's sort of that familiar thing of, of like you're just hanging around with, well, friends, you know, yeah, yeah, sort of exactly. <laughs> like a fly on the wall a little bit.
2: Yeah, and they have all these little things that you remember, like they've got the picture frame around the peephole and their door. Mm. and you've got like the big coffee cups in central perk and stuff that like they even make jokes about it um But it's just really cool iconography that has like stuck with people and you know it means they can sell a a load of merch from it and so i don't blame (laughs) them at all (laughs) i actually don't have any friends merchandise which is a real oh i've got one i've got one jumper that's it but i'm really surprised at myself actually that i don't have more maybe i should Maybe I should give them more money than they already have.
0: <laughs> I was gonna say, I'm surprised he's not drinking out of like a giant central put well I
2: would love that <laughs> actually, because I'm a massive tea drinker and I do love a big mug. So maybe I should get one. Yeah,
0: I think I think you shall. But mm-hmm. yeah, you, you just mentioned the money. That's the other thing about this show is these guys were mega stars off the back of this. I remember listening. Yeah. I've given a shout out to these guys before. But one of my favourite little shows is one called Do Go On. Where these comedians go about basically give you the history of a certain topic.
1: Oh,
2: great. And they
0: did Friends, and they did the mm-hmm. whole history. I was really interested to learn, like, you know, all of these guys were pretty new to the scene. It was one of those, you know, they wanted fresh cast kind of things. So they did it. Mm. And by the end of it, they are all, like, multimillionaires and huge megastars. Yeah. Yeah, it's crazy.
2: And it's one of those things as well, obviously, the way that TV works and the amount of pilots they churn through um Mm. it's really interesting to hear from someone from any of the cast members from something like friends Mm. you just really don't know what's going to take off um and you can be like i really believe this is going to be my big break the script's amazing blah 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 but if it just doesn't hit right with people that are watching and i mean i don't really know the logistics of how pilots work but i'm assuming it's like with test audiences so Mm -hmm. you could just get a mix of the wrong people for that specific pilot and that's Mm -hmm. it it it, doesn't there's so much sort of luck and coincidence with it um that it must be yeah i mean we all know that like working as an actor is is very sort of like uncertain and unstable and you know it's purely driven by passion um Mm. because it's a very hard thing to do so these guys must have been like how do we handle this? Like we've gone from mm. like not really being or doing anything. I think Courtney Cox was, I think the most famous out of all of them at the time.
0: Yes. Yeah. That's what I heard. Yeah.
2: Mm, Cause I think she'd been in another show and she'd been in the Bruce Springsteen video. Um, that's
0: right. Yeah. Yeah.
2: So, mm. but even so like nothing compared to what they sort of like ended up being overnight. And I, I think looking at that, and I do want to do this one day watch their Mm -hmm. sort of filmography, so to speak, as as The Six, because I find their career trajectories after Friends very interesting.
0: Yeah, yeah, definitely.
2: It's just that everyone's done, like, Matt LeBlanc did Top Gear. It's just so bizarre. (laughs) Like, I don't (laughs) understand it. I really don't. I would love to, like, look at the, yeah, the career trajectories of, of The Six and be like, just out of fascination about what happened kind of like Mm. um, I know that we spoke about it before recording sort of like looking at um, one of the episodes that um, myself and um, my podcast's co-creator Claire did about Lindsay Lohan and a film that's quite obscure happened at a time in her life that everyone's quite aware of but haven't I haven't Mm. necessarily seen it through her art I know mm. quite a lot about what's happened in these guys' per- well, not a lot, but as much as anyone else, what's happening in these guys' personal lives. But to be, I haven't seen it mapped out through yeah. their craft, so that would be quite interesting. Mm.
0: I think it would be, yeah, because it's I, that's one thing I've always kind of felt sorry for them of, with is when you get something that is that successful,
2: mm-hmm.
0: it's very hard to see them as anything else other than yeah. Where do you oh, go Rachel, from, from there? Friends, right? You know, if you're yeah. if you're
2: right at the top of your game yeah like where do you go from there
0: yeah i mean the only one i can think where i've seen them in something and i really liked it was courtney cox in uh the the show cougar town
1: right which is a lot of fun
0: no do you know i i hadn't this is a bit of a tangent but my (laughs) my wife put me onto it because she started watching it and was like this is actually really good and i was initially put off by the title and i was like oh what
2: this doesn't (laughs) no,
0: exactly but it's it it's very deceiving it's, um, right. I think it's written by the same guys that, well, it's the same guys who are behind Scrubs, for one thing.
2: Oh, really? I adore didn't know Scrubs. that.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And I adore Scrubs. So I'm just like, okay, I'm intrigued. And she showed me yeah. one episode and it's very wacky and silly and just a lot of fun. And I was like, okay, I'm on board. Okay. And it's a brilliant, it's, it's a well, brilliant you little show. you've convinced me to
2: give it a go now because that's not yeah. what I thought it was.
0: It's on Prime. um, And it's, it's a lot of fun. Um, but, yeah, like you said, apart from that, yeah, I, don't, I haven't seen her or any of the other cast really in anything else. Where I've, it's hard for me to see them as anything mm. other than just the cast of Friends, which, like you said, it's, it's I a, a double edged sword, bear, isn't it? Yeah,
2: yeah, after mm. that. Um, and I think that's why, I mean, I don't know in relation to these guys, but for example, someone like Daniel Radcliffe has right. done some really cool, interesting. Oh, and Robert Pattinson made Mm. some really interesting moves in their careers off the back of being absolutely synonymous with one character specifically Mm. sort of related to sort of on the younger demographic of audiences, which I suppose Friends was at the time as well, you know, Mm. in the way that they've moved away from it. Um, Yeah, I'd I'd have to look into it to find out sort of what everyone, and obviously uh, Matt LeBlanc did the spin-off and everything, but um, Mm. obviously Jennifer is probably the biggest one filmography wise to have so many big block not blockbuster but yeah rom-com blockbuster kind of Mm. kind of movies after that um i mean i don't see her as rachel and horrible bosses at all so (laughs) (laughs) i love her in that she is not like rachel at all but i think maybe in the more generic rom-coms perhaps it was hard Mm. for her to, to look yeah she she did well she did well um
1: I think yeah, they all did isn't it. It's... See what,
2: yeah, it's interesting to see what sort of they're, they're doing. I know Lisa Kudrow had her, like another sitcom of some kind. I think it was like mm. was it like web Therapy or something like that. I can't remember what it's called. Um
0: um I'll have a little look now cuz she was on um she was in Space Force was the last thing I saw.
2: Oh, uh, okay, was... I didn't realize
0: yeah, that was with um Greg Daniels, uh creative of the office made that with um, Steve right. Carell. It's it's okay, but um mm.
2: yeah, just having a look now. Of course, David Schwimmer was the voice of Melman in Madagascar, <laughs> another formative uh formative film for me from my what well, yep. say my youth. I've got three much younger brothers, so my youth extended beyond my own. Uh <laughs> So <laughs> <laughs> That's why I love Madagascar.
0: <laughs> um I'm just having a look. Mad About You, was that the...
2: So that's a Mad About You is, is that what you're where she of? played Ursula. No, that's actually before Oh, Friends, okay. Um, oh, where she played okay. the character of Ursula. And they were like, we need someone like Lisa Kudrow. Yeah. And they were like, well, why don't we just have Lisa Kudrow and sort of play a similar character? And that's really smart, the way that they were like, mm. well, we'll just have Lisa Kudrow's Mad About You character as her twin... <laughs> So they're in the same universe. Yeah. They did it before Marvel did, just saying. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) The Friends Cinematic Universe.
0: Absolutely. I mean, yeah, there's there's loads of other people that are coming then out of the show, so Mm. that makes total sense. It is fascinating to me that a lot of these shows that we've talked about, uh, like Friends, like I've done Parks and Rec already, um, Mm
2: -hmm.
0: and there's a few more coming up, that it sort of turns... Some of the cast into megastars,
1: mm-hmm.
0: and you almost wouldn't th- you almost wouldn't think it because I don't know if, I don't know about you but I tend to think of you know A list actors and that sort of caliber of being or oh, they're movie stars
2: yes mm-hmm. but actually
0: this seems to be the kind of category where you can make movie stars overnight with a sitcom if it's the right sitcom because it's in Absolutely. everybody's homes and everyone's familiar yeah. with them
2: exactly I think it's really interesting the way it works because. Some people, the way that they talk about actors' careers, they're like, oh, they never broke out of television. Maybe right. that's not actually some people's main goal. I don't yeah. know yeah. A, how much majority of actors want to see, see, see TV as a stepping stone to movies. Some people just mm. want to work in TV. Um, you know, Obviously, there's always the, the people that are like, no, I, I work in the theatre. And then you know, people cross over in that way as well um so it's interesting to I'd love to know if the cast were like I want to be a movie star kind of thing or whether mm. they whether they just yeah. wanted to be in tv I know David Schubert was was in theater before um but yeah I do think because of the the way the pilot thing works it's very much like that's how you break into acting generally and um, i I think it's probably a Much harder to kind of play bit roles in films and then make it big somehow, but it it happens. Mm. You know, it happens with a lot of people, but maybe not in the nineties. Maybe more so now. uh, People, yeah, bit more.
0: Absolutely, yeah, probably, probably right. And I mean, it's it's steady work. I mean, this show went on for ten years and made them all very rich and successful. So I'm sure none of them regret it.
2: No, (laughs) I don't think that they do. No, not when you think about that like the amount of money that they have (laughs) yeah and the fact I'm sure that they've got loads of wonderful memories too too but yeah the money (laughs) definitely they're all so I'm curious
0: I am curious do you have any sort of favorite moments then or kind of anything that leaps out to you
2: yeah oh definitely a few of them are probably Ross in the later seasons just because of the absolute Mm. absurdity of, of what goes on Um, I don't know if you'll have have seen all of these specific moments, but um, uh, he wears some leather trousers on a date. I remember Uh, that one. Yeah, Yeah. and he gets them stuck (laughs) and he can't pull them up and he's, like, getting all, like, lotion and talcum powder. Yeah. He's on the phone to Joey, like, what does... And it's just, like, you'd never let it get that far. But the fact that they push it more and more is just... It makes me, like, cry with laughter when he's, like, trying to pull it up and literally hits himself in the face. It's just, like, you you forget how much of the laughs that they do are, like, physical comedy. It's not just the line, the one line is... Um, so that's great. Um, when he when Ross gets the uh all of the the spray tans on one side yep. of his body, yeah, also just fantastic, <laughs> you know, comedic acting. Um and I really like um some of the episodes where they go somewhere else. because um, there mm. tends to be quite a lot that happens in, in those episodes, like when they go to the beach house and Phoebe finds out that her She actually has a birth mum, but that's like the whole Ross and Rachel, 18 pages Mm. front and back scenario. I realise that all my moments are Ross. Maybe he is my (laughs) favourite character after all. Maybe,
0: maybe. Maybe he is,
2: but um, yeah, Mm. as I've mentioned before, Joey trying to learn French. Most of them stem, but most of my favourite moments stem from how often do I say the quote that is in that moment? (laughs) Because there's a few where me, me and one of my best friends just every single day. Uh Just mostly Chandler's like throwaway lines, like um when Ross comes in and he's like, hi, and he goes, are you, are you hi? So we yes. say that to each other when we, say, if we end up going, hi, we we'll like, are you? <laughs> so it's just like inbuilt <laughs> into us now. Um, yeah. But yeah, oh my God, I could, any situation, my brain, I've described uh, my uh the way my brain works before to people as, when people say stuff to me, or or stuff's happening, it goes through a filter where I'm like, mm. is there a song, ly- uh, lyric, film reference, or <laughs> or meme that relates to this? <laughs> and this is all like automatic. This is not like a yeah a, something that I'm cognitively cognitively aware of, and I'll just say it. It's just in the, and I have to try so hard to remember whether these are people that know that I do that and therefore will either laugh or just be like okay, or are these people that will be like, is she okay? And it might. Yeah. <laughs> Most of the time, I, I've I've got it down to whether it's appropriate yeah. or not, and and sometimes, like I said, you make friends from these things. Uh, they're like, oh, that's from friends, and I'm like, I'm, I'm glad that you watch it because otherwise, I'm be yeah. like an absolute lunatic um yeah. but yeah there's always there's always a reference a moment that I think I go, this reminds me of friends um mm. yeah just so because I've watched it so many times as well that like I'll just things will pop up and it, it it doesn't ever get old for me so uh mm. I'm tempted to just watch them all again now to be honest now we've been talking about it for so long do you know what
0: yeah as, as I said I am doing a community rewatch but this is the problem with me doing this particular series now mm-hmm. is that I'm getting every conversation i come away from I'm like oh, i need to get and rewatch watch that whole show yeah but it's
2: like that with sitcoms isn't it especially ones that you yeah maybe ones that you've seen before because when mm. you connect with people and you talk about it and you go oh do you remember that joke blah, blah, blah. you're like i'm gonna have to watch the whole thing again now you said that because i have to see that mm. moment and seeing that moment isn't enough i'm gonna have to watch the whole yes. thing again so i basically am always like oh i'm trying to watch all these new shows but then there's all these shows that I've seen before that are just <laughs> yeah. great to rewatch, like The Office US. Yeah. I have one pretty much on a loop, as yep. wef- as I used to with Friends. Um, mm-hmm. I've only done one watch through a Parks and Rec, but I definitely feel like I could go back to that. Community, yep. round mm-hmm. and round. Arrested Development, round and round. like there's just so yeah. many um, that I have to kind of stop myself and be like, there are there are many many TV shows out there that I haven't even tried yet, so maybe I should. Uh, <laughs> Maybe I should give them a go.
0: Yeah, as a problem I can very much relate to. And um, I was just cracking up when you were saying about all those filtering quotes through your brain. <laughs> I I can, can relate very heavily. There was a period when I was in school in particular, I used to just wind up my friends when they, they'd say something and they'd go, that's a good song. And they'd be like, what? And I go, what you just said, <laughs> it's a good song title. And like, Is
2: it? And... <laughs> <laughs> it's funny, isn't it? Because it's like everyone's brains work differently. Yeah. And some people exactly. just do not get it. But then you find no. the people that do, and then you're like, right, I'm home. I'm home now. <laughs> this is where I could be myself. Like yeah. I think I think the best one for me in terms of realising that I was a bit a bit abnormal like that at the time I thought mm. I was, is that I watched a lot of the films and TV shows that I got into were from my dad's um dad's side and I used to go home to my mum um when I used to live between their houses and I'll be like mom I have to show you this film blah blah blah. put Shrek on and I'm she's trying to watch it and I'm saying every single line just (laughs) in the style of Mike Myers or Eddie Murphy and she's like Daisy you need to shush or we're not watching it anymore and to this day I still do it and that happens with friends and you know what sometimes it would happen when we're watching friends in the living room or, or my housemate will be and I walk through and I'm like could I be wearing any more clothes? I just have to say it. But it's like <laughs> yeah. even the most niche thing, somehow it's buried in there. Yeah. And it just can immediately pull it straight out. And I'm not gonna lie, I her her boyfriend probably hates that I do that. She finds it funny, mm-hmm. but he's like, oh god, here we go. She's saying <laughs> all the lines again. And I am acutely aware of how annoying it is. But also, it's so much fun for me to yeah. do it. I get a lot of I get a lot of pleasure of of doing it, a bit, chuckling away to myself as I walk out the room. So you know,
0: <laughs> yeah, and that that's all that matters. And, f- and yeah. friends is one of those; it's it's got an absolute plethora of moments to pick from, and just throw at people when they're not expecting really does.
2: it. Absolutely, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's my that's my preferred method of attack. Just yeah. to throw quotes at people, specifically friends ones. So ninety nine percent of the time, it's well received with something like friends. Um, yeah, less so the more obscure things that I quote but friends is friends is a good all-timer I feel
0: <laughs> absolutely and um, I'll be putting in clips left right and center into this one like, oh, I, like I've done on the others because it's just so much fun
2: <laughs> it is it is a lot of fun I've actually got to a point where sometimes I'm trying to think of like oh, I'll respond to someone and I'm like where's that gif where's that where's the gift yeah. of this specific moment and I'm like I could just make it maybe I'll just make them and I'm like mm, mm. time I will not be making any money maybe I could get paid to make gifts of friends I'm like no I've gone too far now no one <laughs> no one needs that but maybe mm. I will one day because it's just too fun do
0: you know what it's something that I've already hit upon in previous conversations and I can see this continuing to happen mm. in other conversations and that is if you want to make it a successful sitcom it needs to be very memeable
2: oh my god yeah it really does yeah. these days, like and even like any TV show. It's weird. Like um, mm. Claire loves Ninety Day Fiance, and right. I'd never seen it. And I went round to hers a, a couple of weeks ago. And we were like, well, should we just put on a film, TV show, music?" And I was like, well, "We'll put a TV show on so we can watch and we can chat." Blah blah. blah. And then she and we got onto the fact that she, you know she's watching Ninety Day Fiance and she wants to show me. I was like, "Right, I need to see the episode with the guy." Big mm. end. And it's just like this, the guy that's memed all the time. So I knew <laughs> the meme before I knew the TV show. And yeah. I mean, that's the blessing and curse of internet culture these days, I guess. Lots of yeah, out is. of context stuff that you don't <laughs> really know about. And then you end up learning about it retrospectively. So,
0: mm, Absolutely. And yeah, Friends is definitely one of those. I see memes and GIFs all the time mm-hmm. from this show. And it, it, never, makes, it never fails to, to make me smile
2: oh good, now I'm the
0: same yeah, absolutely so I just want to know, is is there anything else you want to sort of talk about with with friends, or anything that leaps out to you?
2: Ah, well I wanted to ask you who your favourite character was.
0: Oh, okay um, it's a good question I probably would say Chandler as well because I grew up in a very sarcastic Mm -hmm. household um, and yeah when, I was probably similar to you, I was watching it probably a bit too young, but um (laughs) His jokes always made me laugh just because of how dry he was and, and yeah. how witty he was. And he'd always have something to just throw oh, back at yeah. somebody. And I always enjoyed that about him. And yeah. um, I, I quite like the, uh, I like reactive Chandler as well. Like when yeah. he's in shock or something, it's like you said, the physical comedy His mm. he just, all his gestures and manic energy oh, comes God. out. When he does the dance,
2: you're not going to be able to see this yeah. the podcast, but <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> when he does the dance.
0: You'll yeah, know exactly. what I mean if you're listening to me. You know that's
2: you
0: know, yeah. It's it's absolutely brilliant. Um I mean, like you said, that they all I'm just looking at the cast now and like they all have their moments,
2: mm-hmm. you
0: know. But yeah, um Chandler's definitely one that stands out. I, I feel like Ross gets a bit of unfair treatment.
2: Yeah, what's your opinion about people, obviously? And I think this has come up mm. from it. Don't want to say resurgence because it's always been up there, even yeah. after it finished. But, you know, there's a lot of debate about the way that people look at Friends now and be like, mm-hmm. oh, actually, you know, Ross is a horrible person if you think about it. You know, there are transphobic, mm. homophobic, racist jokes in there if you're looking for them. Um, well, not if you're mm. looking for them, but they are there. You know, it's, it's still a product of its time. Um, yeah. It's definitely not anywhere as bad as some of the other the other things um, oh, but people no. are picking mm. up on this stuff now right and I think yeah there's an argument to be made where people are like you're just looking for it to tear it tear it down because it's mm. well loved is that the right thing to do is it a right mm. thing is it the right thing to call out these things obviously on in a, on a much worse scale you know you've got the thing with Disney being like having statements mm. about the fact that you know it's reflective of the times. the stuff that happens in that is a lot more damaging I think than one or two jokes throughout the whole series Mm. i think you should be aware of the things that happen and how they're not wouldn't necessarily be well received or acceptable today but also this whole thing with ross it's just like Mm. let's just remember he is a character in a tv show not a real person (laughs) like i think there is a line to be drawn there
0: yeah, that's it. And I always think if you're watching a show, particularly if you're watching one that's going back a few years, mm-hmm. you have to take it with a grain of salt
1: mm-hmm.
0: for a certain I lens. And I, I do feel like it's a bit of a problem because the kind of consensus, the popular consensus, always shifts. Mm-hmm. And so trying to bring up things that have already happened, that have been done, dusted, recorded, and are there, yeah. trying to bring them in a line with your values now it's a losing battle
2: mm. well that's you yeah know, exactly it, that's a personal know. thing right that's up yeah to them and i think i agree i 100 agree with you that it's important to have the lens of this is mm. what happens you know um and i really do think this is this is being quite tenuous with something like friends but i think it's important mm. to apply to all media um yeah is having yeah. is having that foresight of not foresight having as we say Um, that lens of like right I'm watching something from the 90s well I was I was watching um, Extras the Ricky Gervais sitcom Um, oh yeah yeah and there is so much in there where you're like oh god no you can't say that but that's the humor because it's supposed to make you cringe but also it was from what like 10-15 years ago as well yeah so you're like I don't find that sort of stuff funny, but it's making me cringe and that's exactly what he's trying to do. So I think, yeah, I think mm. it's just important to be self-aware and and think about these things. But then I do think a lot of the stuff about Ross, for example, him like, you know, mm. oh, he, oh, he doesn't look after his child Ben anymore. and all that. It's like, that's a great, really interesting character study. Mm. But also like, it's a TV show. Like,
1: yeah. if you're
2: gonna, if you're gonna like, I don't know, it's not realism. We're not looking at it for realism, you know? Um, no. It's one thing to criticise something because of what it does or doesn't represent, you know, mm. not having enough diversity in there, you know, a few things that aren't are, are quite offensive. Or that's one thing, because it's mm. talking about it as a product of media. When you're starting to criticise a character's choices, it's a little bit, as Joe would yeah. say, moo. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's a moot point because they are characters that have been written they're not yeah. you know if you want i don't know like you you, you can't have characters based on what your values are because they're not you so and i do think it's very clickbaity i think they're doing it for that
0: it is massively you know? and then i was just thinking well the show isn't out and out going out of its way to attack or discriminate exactly, anyone
2: exactly. you know
0: so that's fine, and and as a character, I think, like you said, he's he's kind of sweet because he he pines after Rachel in a way. And I always remember that episode when you find out that like even as a teenager, he was willing to like, oh, take her to video. the prom. The it's, prom. Really it's really lovely, sweet.
1: Really sweet.
0: And and he's but he's also a bit clueless. You know, the kind of mm. the whole joke with him is that he's someone who's clearly very intelligent, mm. but is also a complete idiot. In regards mm-hmm. to life, you know, and, how, mm-hmm. and when it comes to life experience and picking women,
2: no and street smarts.
0: He's got, yeah, he's got no street smarts, and that's that's the kind of comedy in his character.
2: Uh, absolutely, because that's why it's so funny, right? The absurdity of this professor of paleontology accidentally having an English accent because he's nervous to teach a class and doesn't know how yeah. to undo it. Like it's the it's just, if he wasn't so yeah. smart, it wouldn't be. If that had been Joey. Yes, it mm. would have been funny. It would never have been as funny. No. Because it's about no. putting these characters in situations which completely contradict who they are. And that's mm. where you get the comedy out of it. So I think it's, I, I love him as a character, particularly when he goes a little bit off the rails at the end, you know, with the sandwich yeah. and- uh... Yeah.
1: You ate my sandwich? <laughs> oh, yeah, it was a simple mistake. It could happen to anyone. Oh, oh really? <laughs> Did you confuse it with your own turkey sandwich with a moist maker? No, I... do you perhaps remember seeing a note on top of it? There may have been a, a joke or. Limerick of some kind that said it was my sandwich. <laughs> now, now calm down. Uh, come look in my office. Uh, some of it may still be in the trash. <laughs> It was quite large. I I I I had to throw most of it away. You 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 threw my sandwich away. My sandwich. My
2: sandwich. When Rachel and Joey are seeing each other and he makes margaritas, like it's just comedy goals. I can't I really can't complain about it.
0: (laughs) Yeah, because you know the guy goes through the ringer you know emotionally yeah. speaking, for a few years so exactly it's no wonder he has a, he has a nervous breakdown yeah. At some yeah what did you point?
2: expect the man to do yeah exactly <laughs> three yeah. divorces that'll do that'll do it to you
0: <laughs> that'll do it to you i know um absolutely ridiculous but that's but that's again that's the point that's his character is quite absurd so like you mm-hmm. say if you're getting offended by it or he said this thing or did a thing that wasn't right it's like yeah that's kind of the point he's, yeah. he's oblivious yeah um, we're not you know. <laughs> we're not
2: saying no one has said that these characters are perfect and i think that's what's yeah. it's an interesting discussion that's being had but i'm interested to read it obviously valuing everyone's mm. opinions but yeah i do think that it's one of those ones where i don't i've not really got on board with i'm like i'm quite happy to to see him only as a character and, and i know that that's not necessarily the best way to go about things but mm. <laughs> you know yeah
0: and you know for the most part i think it handles a lot of things really well i was just thinking about rachel's sort of arc i think is is quite mm. positive because she sort Absolutely. of initially comes across as a bit of you know the sort of quote-unquote dumb blonde stereotype yeah but actually you get to know that that's not who she really is and and as the cat as as the seasons go as, as most of the characters they all grow and you know become more confident and find find their place in the world and, mm-hmm. and that's nice that's, i think that's, that's quite why it's think, so comforting thinking.
2: for sort of the millennial age group right because it's about yeah. and that's why they decided to end it because they were like well they're not 20 somethings where they're like their friends are their family anymore they've got their own families and that's not what the show is about um but yeah. i think that's what's yeah. comforting is seeing these characters like trying to like have jobs and date and have like sort out their money and their family that they don't like and it's just like so relatable when you're like what the hell am I doing you watch these people who are struggling exactly (laughs) the same way and it's really comforting at the end they kind of all just find their way and it's just like that reassurance isn't it that it's like Mm. yeah it's a tv show but it's nice to watch that happen when you're relating to them in that way
0: Absolutely, and yeah, someone who's who's twenty six and married—I still don't know what I'm doing. Um, <laughs> but I don't—I don't believe any of us really ever know. so No, it's exactly.
2: It's all just. <laughs> let's just all admit it now, guys. Let's all just throw yeah. our hands up and be like, "No one has a clue." So it's fine.
0: Yeah, yeah. But it's interesting what you said there. Yeah, it's true. That's that was definitely the appeal of the show, and. Yeah, it wrapped up nicely. It's mm-hmm. there if people want to see it. Like you said, all two hundred and thirty-five episodes, I believe, oh, are on I can't Netflix there's at the time so of recording. There
2: is so many episodes. Like I can, that's crazy. Once I start, I just reel straight through them. Like it's impossible to to stop. Mm. It's very addictive to just like, one more episode, one more episode. <laughs>
0: <laughs> absolutely. So, yeah, I mean, was there anything else you wanted to to bring up about it, though? Because I feel like we've covered a lot of ground, and yeah, it's no, it's absolutely. Just a great show.
2: It's and. It's an interesting one. Obviously, the, the conversations happened started again about whether it really mm. is that great or whether it was just popular. Mm. And I'm like, Do you know what? Doesn't matter for me. <laughs> I don't care how cliche <laughs> it is that I love Friends because mm. everybody else loves it. To me, and yeah. to what we discussed at the top of the episode as well, I have a personal connection to it. So, yeah. like, I don't even really get involved in the argument to defend it because I don't need to. I'm not here to defend yeah. whether it's a good or not because the people that mm. love it, love it. And it's one of the yeah. most popular, highest rated shows for a reason. It doesn't need defending. If you, if exactly. you want to, if you want to be like, Oh, you know, because the thing is it will always flip flop. Cause there'll be people that say they don't like friends and then yeah. it's boring and it's dated and it's nothing special. And you're like, oh, okay, fine that's that's your opinion about but then you get the people go oh hating friends isn't the personality as we said but then they Um, you know it's like an ongoing back and forth and it's just like i'm just sitting here going okay you guys carry on i'm gonna watch an episode just i'll I'll be over here watching the friends reunion crying like like a baby you know
0: (laughs) I mean, that's it. Like I said, I, I'll admit I don't have the the strongest affinity for it, mm-hmm. but I can appreciate it for what it is, which is it's a great show, mm-hmm. and like you said, it's very successful. And comedy is subjective at the end of the day.
2: Oh my god, the big, the most subjective out of anything, I think. Yeah. Yeah,
0: you're not going to like everything, and that's fine. But no, this is definitely one of the big ones, and I, and I'm really glad you've come on to, to oh, talk to me all about you. it. Oh, thank you. No, it's
2: been great. Had a lot of fun.
0: Good, good. Um, so I guess really. That's sort of to wrap up. I'd love to know. Well, you can tell the good people where they can find you.
2: Yeah, sure thing. So um, on Twitter, I'm at Daisy Vic Edwards. Um, and on Instagram, I'm Daisy Victoria Edwards. But you can find the podcast, uh, W Rated Podcast, um, at W Rated Pod on Twitter as well
0: absolutely and um uh, yeah your co-host claire was recently on so mm-hmm. we're getting double plugs for that show hey
2: <laughs> that's what we're here for no i'm joking we love <laughs> we love a lot of things which you wouldn't yeah. know from our podcast because we hate on a yeah. lot of things on our podcast <laughs> no we try we try and keep it like we still talk about things that we like just in the context mm-hmm. of stuff i mean we can't blame us we're watching the worst rated films so we're not gonna love no. a lot of it <laughs> But we have fun. <laughs> no, no,
0: you do, you do. And as I said, I said to Claire, like, I feel like you guys do it with a more positive outlook, you know, as or as positive as you can. That's go what we want to do.
2: It. You know, we're not here to kick a dog while it's down. It's already at the bottom. You know, we're just here to kind of just shine mm. a light on it and see what we think and see what everybody else thinks, because it's just a fast. Faci- we just we just find it fascinating. So but I, oh, I yeah. love the fact that you're talking to people about things that they're fans of, because I don't know about you. There's nothing Mm. better than having a conversation with someone about something that they love. Like, it's just, it's just so energizing. Yeah, I love it. That is
0: the essence of this show.
2: (laughs) I love it. So wholesome, so positive, big fan.
0: Thank you very much. Well, it was a pleasure to have you on. Thank you, Daisy. Thank
2: you. No worries.
1: And there we have it. A massive thank you to Daisy for coming onto the show and sharing your love of friends with all of us. If you enjoyed this episode, definitely go and check out W Rated, which is hosted by Daisy and my previous guest, Claire. It's a wonderful podcast, an awful lot of fun. I've put links to all of that and her social media links in the show notes for you to go and check out. If you are enjoying this podcast, then definitely let me know. You can reach me via the social media links in the show notes as well as email, and you can also leave me a lovely five-star review if you feel so inclined. I would love to hear from you. I'd love to know that you've done that, because if you do, of course you get a shout-out on the show. It is the least that I can do. A big thank you to Alex Jenkins, who designed the artwork. If you really like the look of the logo and what he's done, definitely go and check out his work. I've put all of the links to his website and social media in the show notes for you as well. That is it from me. I'll be back again next week with another guest talking about another sitcom. And as per the last episode, I'm going to leave a little clip in just to give you a clue. So until then, stay tuned and stay safe.
2: eleanor i have kids i have three beautiful children tyler emma and little tiny baby philip look at tyler tyler has asthma but he is battling it like a champ look at him no eleanor look at them look at them Ah, so realistic eleanor again i'm not human this is a stock photo of the crowd at the nickelodeon kids choice Awards.